Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are a little bit late with this KP trade news, but uh, we uh, want to do another pod before we have the All-Star Draft later in this week. And uh, hey, sorry I had to wait a little bit, but we're going to break that trade down for you and as well uh, talk about all the other AD rumors and uh, been kind of quiet the last week, PJ, but uh, nonetheless... I'm excited to to talk about this KP trade with you. What's going on, man? We needed we needed f- four days to understand why it it happened so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I still don't think I totally get it. I still doesn't make sense to me. If I knew a Knicks fan, I'd say I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't know if any If you Knicks don't fans. get KD, everyone should be fired. It just, I couldn't help but feel after all this went down that Jimmy Butler is just going to be a Nick. Like, he's just destined to be their franchise player. <laughs> or Tobias Harris. Yeah, Tobias Harris and Jimmy, and then Jimmy's just going to, like, bitch him out the whole time. Wait, is there a real threat that like Jimmy won't resign with the Sixers, or is that just speculating I mean, off those rumors? I'm just speculating based off of the fact that he was complaining about his role with the team like ten days after being traded to them, and uh, that there there have been talk rumors that the Sixers aren't gonna aren't actually going to max him. In which case, I think Jimmy's gonna not be thrilled with that, uh, and I could see him leaving. I really haven't paid attention. See, the Sixers have. I need to fo. I need that's my like homework assignment for myself. Beat the Warriors Friday. They look good. Uh, yeah. Then they lost the Kings uh, last night. Yeah, that wasn't great. Buddy Heels though. Uh, yeah. The uh, yeah. My homework for myself is the, um, watching really focusing on the Sixers and determining what I think of that group because i don't know i every time i look at him i don't know uh but to the kp stuff the important stuff and the critical point we are at in this trade season of the midway point of the nba is the question on thursday will the nba force us all to eat our faces off from insanity of moves or will we all feel the same way we felt after that super bowl and have utter disappointment, unsatisfaction, and complete blue balls of any excitement whatsoever. It has the makings of players being moved. Like Memphis should not like if they can get anything decent for Conley and or Gasol, they should make that trade. I mean they they've run them back year after year after year, and it is not working. They are not playing well. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. So you might as well tank and get. A good pick, uh, and then as far as what's going to happen with Anthony Davis, like you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here because we're definitely going to be talking about that trade a little bit too. But uh, there have been there's been a lot of news reported over the last few days, and I honestly do not think that they're going to get a better trade offer this summer than what they are currently being offered from the Lakers. So, 
I, I mean, in my opinion, they should pull the trigger on that too. It, but I, whenever I think that it's going to be a crazy deadline, nothing tends to happen. So I, I guess, I guess I don't. I think it's going to be a little bit more quiet than I'm currently thinking. What do you think? Uh, I mean. I, if the the Celtic stuff is off the table with AD, like if they're you're not going to get the best offer, I mean I guess it makes sense. Uh, like there makes more sense to trade him now. I with really like any of like of these moves, I don't really know if like I feel the urgency that they some of these teams have to trade people now. Like when you have the summer in play. Especially like this summer, uh, with more people with cap space and just uh, certain teams that are in play for, um, they were talking about a lot of it too. Speculation on like the draft and where they'll they'll like the Knicks are that example. But um, I selfishly like as a fan would like to see it and like I want there to be it be an active trade deadline. Uh, but like I'm, I'm, it's a lot of me thinking is like this KP trade gonna be the biggest thing we got, which is still wild because I don't think anyone thought this was gonna. For sure, a week ago we were not, no one thought KP was gonna be traded. It came hot and heavy. So, so you want one observation I had from the KP thing, and it's something related to Woj. Is Woj is, uh, perfected the. Uh, tweet storm foreplay where he'll like he'll drop the bomb of like yeah KPS meeting like unhappy like con- they're gonna consider doing a trade and all of a sudden people are like whoa and it's just but it's super wide open and like he'll slowly give you these like nuggets but it's like they come at such a rap they they start like they space out and then they start flying real quick and like it's like you're reacting to the the one by the time you tweeted retweeted or commented on there like we were texting about it in one of our group chats it's like oh no another one came and this, this is like all of a sudden it's this flurry of stuff and like i would say this you have to uh you know, with what did you think you gotta wait like a couple minutes you just gotta let things play out because that's his new move he, he's just gonna he almost always has two or three tweets that are kind yeah. of accompanying one another also yeah it's also psa right now folks uh be aware of the um it's officially burner twitter account season as well so make sure to look for those blue check marks set up those mobile notifications <laughs> almost got burned by one uh shams there was like a fake shams account listing the teams that uh ad was interested in and uh one of the bucks riders that i follow retweeted it so like i like didn't even think and then i clicked on it and i was like wait a second <laughs> like i caught it but yeah yeah so it gets the it even gets the the professionals and almost the semi-professionals um as, as, far as, saying, K- as far as the kp thing goes it was pretty wild because you you nailed it I got back to my desk at work. I think I had some texts from you and a group chat or multiple group chats and was just like trying to catch up. And then I'm looking at Twitter and sure enough, like I'm just saying, okay, you know, I was essentially catching up with the Woj just reporting that the meeting hadn't gone well. And then all of a sudden 
I see text that like it's a trade has happened, but I actually haven't seen a tweet yet. And anyway, uh, the Dallas Mavericks traded for KP, if you haven't heard. Uh, and their return for KP, which they also gave up Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee. They got back two expirings and DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and two future first round picks. Um, the first of which is unprotected and the second of which is top 10 protected. And the uh, along with um, along with trading away uh, those pieces so who, what am I? I'm losing my train of thought here. Like who? Who all? Who else did the Mavs? The, that's who the Mavs got back in the deal. But then, yeah, no, I think I just covered everything. We're good. Um, so anyway, I uh, my first my gut reaction to this was R.I.P. Uh, the DeAndre what, Jordan what, era in Dallas. Yes, it was devastating. Uh, he's really had a topsy turvy thing. I can't believe that after he shaded them. What four summers ago, five summers ago, they just traded him away like this. There's no loyalty in, in sports, PJ. It's it's really unbelievable. But uh, I just all of that, and you got a half a season of DeAndre Jordan playing in the hilarious. Fabric. Yeah, it's, it's so good. But um, you know, this was a complete shock. Uh, I mean, I understand for the Knicks that they must be confident that they're going to get some some big names coming there this summer. But, you know, that hasn't worked ever. It's never worked. There's no guarantees in any of this. So you're just going to give up, Mm. I would say he's a top 30 asset in the league, KP. Easily top 30. With a bad, with a, like, coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, had he not been coming off an ACL injury, I think we're talking about him higher on this list. Like, had he fin- just finished out last year healthy and he was healthy now, that I mean, that's we're changing a lot of fact- variables here. Like, that could change yeah. whether or not they do this trade, but whatever. Like, if he's healthy, had been healthy, he's probably a top 20, top 15, and maybe even a top 10 type of guy just because three point shooting, rim protection, runs the floor well. He is the modern big, uh, at least, you know, he doesn't have, like, a complete offensive skill set yet, but he's starting to show flashes before he got hurt. And just a really exciting guy to pair up now with Luka Doncic with the Mavs. Um, so I guess is there uh, is there any argument to be made that this is a good move by the Knicks? You can make the argument if in July you're telling me Katie and Kyrie have signed and they've either they drafted Zion Williamson or they've taken their pick, they traded and got another you know top 30 player of some kind. Because uh, I know there's 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 one piece of saying, well, you know, the free agents would KP have uh, fit with them. It's, Let's see. I think you get you got to get the free agents and then decide if KP's right for who you get. Like just assuming you're signing guys that you haven't already signed is is a game I'm not super comfortable with. Especially yeah, when you have a 
a talent, like one of probably the best Knicks draft picks in the last 25 years. I mean, be outside of like Patrick Ewing is Chris. Like he might be the next best pick they've had. Yeah. Oh, I, I just that they that one of their picks. Um, I feel like they were a little quick to this, and I do. I I didn't see a ton of this, but it just it would shock me if they a lot of this wasn't building up to that meeting on uh, last week on Thursday. That like this was something they they tossed around before, and they they it seemed like they were pretty. They knew what they were looking for, and uh, they moved fairly quickly on this, but. Once again, yeah, like, why did they have to do that over the summer? Um, perhaps I, I think some of it has to do with the qualifying offer portion that KP told Dallas, and pretty much I think his camp was saying to anyone, like, he was planning to sign uh, the qualifying offer so he could be an unrestricted free agent. Which is just in twenty twenty Huge gamble um, on his part. I don't blame him for the fact that you don't want to get – like Steph Curry, and you know, you all of a sudden you're signing a four-year, forty-four million dollar deal, and start winning MVPs and stuff. But um, coming off that injury and just at his age is risky. But um, it's it's a it's a gamble that I think he's. I mean, he's he's obviously willing yeah. to take and let him. Well, I'm let him root, get. I'm gonna let him get in house. Yeah, I'm in house, and maybe they fit well, and maybe the Mavs offer him the full max, and he loves it. You know, it's just too early to tell. It's really yeah. easy to say right now with the money not being in front of you that you'll play for the qualifying offer. But it just seems odd to me that the Knicks would make that move uh, right now, and to do it <laughs> without. Um, yeah, I mean, just even vocalizing it. I don't. It wouldn't have been my play. Even if I know KP doesn't want to be here, I might just wait till the summer and try to move him then. It's just it is really difficult to believe that this was the best that they could have gotten for him. Like yeah, just the idea of him out. being if you told me KP would have been basically utilized as like a salary dump, I would have laughed in your face very hard <laughs> well it wasn't that long ago that the idea of like what you could fetch with very healthy kp on the open market uh was like essentially the be- like the same kind of offers that you're hearing that teams are putting together for ad now and it's yeah i don't know it's uh perplexing man but i'm really excited to see kp and Doncic play together it's probably going to be next year or maybe later this year after the all-star break although i don't have my hopes up and uh the knicks are going to be an absolute dumpster fire and uh they are going to be so fun to watch in free agency excited to hear what kind of pitches they put together for kd and kyrie yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's, it's, just, it's for me, it's you sign KD or everyone gets fired. Like that's that's uh, that's where my bar is with it. Sure, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, if you can get, but I think you you pretty much have to get KD for me to not think you're complete 
uh, idiots for of trading KP. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like we were uh, the the thought that they traded him as a salary dump when Phil Jackson suggested trading him. Like people were ready to take away his eleven rings, institutionalize the guy, and just he basically got fired for suggesting it at the time. But in a blink of an eye, they moved him and yeah, it was as a salary dump, and people were like. Well, I mean, if they they're, they're making plays for the summer and shit, is that? Mm. It's like one of that. One is that ever pan out for them? Whatever it doesn't. It does. Sense. Yeah, and you, it's like one. They actually hit on a guy who was turned out to be really good, and then yeah, one of the key pieces they also got was a guy that they allowed uh, Phil Jackson to draft a different dude that's also still on the roster. Uh, but they could have taken Dennis Smith Jr. just in the draft straight up, but they acquire him by trading KP. Oh, boy. Which is like um, the the, uh, the Knicks are soon, like, are real quick becoming the uh, home for, like, fail. Nah, I failed such a harsh word, but because I'm a simple-minded man and I know there's at least a few simple-minded people listening to this alongside, it's like failed lottery point guards their new home is in the New York Knicks. You got Moutier, now Dennis Smith Jr. You got one more, and it's a trend. Oh, I think it's a trend already. I mean, Trey Burke was just there. Trey too. Burke, Trey Burke. Oh, there we are. Never mind. Thank you, Ultra. Boom. There you go. <laughs> too bad they dealt him. I wish they could have somehow kept Trey Burke, and then they could have all four on the roster at once. They could. They were almost to the point they could start an all like they could have five point guards on the court at one time. Yeah. Make the make the make the Ryan McDonough Phoenix Suns three starting point guards thing look like child's play. Yeah, man, maybe that's where we're trending. Is just twenty years from now, it's just gonna be all point guards. Then Michael Carter Williams might have a shot at coming back in the league and being good. Maybe man. he's the center. Yeah, I was gonna say he's six seven. He could be a center. Yeah. Well, um, let's move. Do you have my last else in this I, my last thing with the KP was the um so they are looking to maybe move Wesley Matthews um was the reports that came out today is kind of just the lingering effects of it uh but it appears that most of the teams that are really interested in Wesley Matthews services are the Sixers Warriors but they're all kind of that buyout market phase of this but I don't know if the Knicks are going to like it doesn't make sense for them to keep him or really any of these guys. Um, so, so my question is that like, are they? Do you think this is the last move that they're gonna make, or do you think they'd be able to swing one more trade with some of the assets they got from the the Kristaps trade to get even more? Well, what what do you think they would even be going after at this point? Like, I think picks. I just don't know who's. I, the the toughest part I have with like this entire trade deadline, and why I am kind of cautious that outside of an AD trade, there's going to be anything is I, there aren't really great fits because there are so many teams that are cap locked, and the teams that have the cap space all are trying to tank, and they're all waiting till this summer to make moves. They have the cap space for a reason. Uh, so I do think this year more than we even... Because last year we talked, 
And last year we thought it was going to be a heavy buyout market year. It really wasn't. I, I think this is we're going to get our buyout market uh, season is is this year, and it's going to be less trades. Yeah, you may be right, although just too bad because the, somebody getting bought out is not nearly as sexy as a trade. But no, the thing like they don't have any. They have arguably two legitimate assets on their team and then a whole uh, lot of one, ass <laughs> one of them being well i don't know i mean i actually i think mitchell robinson's interesting i he's like mitchell super robinson. raw and he, but he's fun to watch and like alonzo alonzo Al- Trier, Al- like alonzo Trier is fun too and kevin knox is kevin knox is their best asset on their team um he'll be the next salary though and hey like he's <laughs> hey it's, a, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. But Kevin Knox is fun. I think that he really he fits with what you want as a wing in the NBA now. And he's shown flashes of being a really good scorer. But then the one guy that I don't, I don't really know is Ennis Cantor. Like, he's a good scorer. Can he help out a contender and just provide some bench scoring and, and a spark? Uh, but then you remind yourself that, well, he played for the Thunder when they went against the Warriors three years ago now and almost three years ago and he was like unplayable because of his defense so can you is he really worth trading for uh probably not uh so to answer your question no man i don't know i don't know who you're flipping for picks on this roster because i don't think mario hazonia or emmanuel moutier is going to fetch you much no do you think they can move? i was <laughs> no. wondering if they could they can move like frankie smokes Oh, Nilakina, yeah, I, I'm just not in on him. Uh, he's fun, He, but he, he can't score. He's uh, kind of like Chris Dunn in that regard, but Chris Dunn can at least kind of shoot sometimes. He's got some streakiness to him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have the I don't know what you'd, trade, but... I don't know what you could... I don't think you could... If you put Frank... Uh, if you put him on the trade block right now, I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for him, even from, like, a bad team. Late first-rounder for Frankie Smokes? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I can't say I worked out too many Frankie Smokes trades, but that was just the one name I thought of. But, yeah, I'm done talking yeah. about the Knicks. Let's go on something else. Okay. Well, the – so – the Lakers' initial trade offer they sent over the Pelicans was not exactly raising a ton of eyebrows, but uh, what was reported today, so two things on the AD front. One, the four teams got quote-unquote leaked today that he'd be willing to sign an extension to. Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, and the Milwaukee Bucks, which was a little bit surprising, at least to me. Uh, although maybe he's like, hey, I can play with Giannis Antetokounmpo for – uh, the rest of my career, and we might be able to go to the East every year because that would be, oh, my God. They would be so good defensively. And I actually, like, I don't, I think mm. the Bucks could put together an offer. It just maybe they're not willing to. I've, I mean, I really like Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know if including Middleton really helps you with the trade, but, like, if you include Brogdon, DiVincenzo, Thon, and two or three future first round picks and make one or two of those unprotected and like farther out 
Yeah, I mean, you have to give up like George Hill, Middleton, or um, Bledsoe. Yeah, Bledsoe. You have to take some of those get for like salary wise. But... And I don't think they can trade George Hill just because it hasn't been long enough time. Oh, really? And so I think that it would probably be Bledsoe. I mean, if I'm the if I'm the Pelicans, I think that's who I want back in that deal. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, anyway, literally anything is tradable. I don't think there's any chance the Bucks actually get him. It's, I have, uh, I think it is 100% if the Lakers and Pelicans can figure out a trade. And if not, we wait till the summer and we see if Boston's willing to gamble and trade for him or not. Or they get the same deal they got from the Lakers. Um, reportedly today, they just get that again in the summer. Yeah, so the report today was that the Lakers were offering Ingram, Lonzo, Kuzma, Beasley, Lance, Rondo, and two future first-round picks, which is a lot. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I'm... Uh, I, I mean, I think you got to do it. I mean, the you thing is... You said it was an like, interesting tone. You don't... You, you're little... You, you're thinking about that you're not 100% sure you would do that trade ultra no you do it you 100% do it what I keep thinking about is like what is the team gonna fucking look like if they do this though because it's one thing if it happens this summer that they can then use like the mid-level and they can try to address some things possibly in the draft at least with second round picks or something but like if they have to trade all these picks mid-season and there isn't anyone on the buyout market I do not know who they're going to put out there as their starting five. Like, who's their point guard if they trade Lonzo and Rondo? Um, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's going to be playing point. You got Josh Hart at the two. You have AD at the four, the five, which you almost have to put him at the four because in this case you would be keeping all of your centers. So you got to play one of them. Uh, and then who you're playing at three, I have no clue. Uh, so anyway, I just, it just, I'm rattling off name after name after name. And yeah, I was just buddy. thinking like, wow, what is this looking like? But Hey, you know what? You have 80, you have LeBron. So you, you I mean, I think the, wouldn't the, well, let's see, yeah, the Solomon Hill conjure coming up back, but I was trying, I didn't get a chance to do it before this. Cause I don't, the glaring ones, but like, are there any other really bad contracts on the, Pelicans are going to move. Not that those are going to be playable pieces for the Lakers, but I just like six guys for one or two. I don't know if that works. Uh, if there's going to be other teams that are involved, I did see something today about like, yeah, Jabari rumors of him landing the Lakers. Yep. That somehow means Lonzo Ball ends up a bull. I wouldn't be upset about that. Yeah, I don't know about that, but he said it was one of his preferred spots, buddy. Oh, I know. I just I don't think there would be Jabari for and Lonzo. Jabari for Lonzo and Cap filler. I mean, I don't know why would the Lakers do that. That doesn't really make sense to me. But 
So anyway, it, there have been other reports tonight, though, that, you know, the other piece of this from last, from late last week was AD's father went to the media and said that he, he based off of what Boston did to Isaiah Thomas, he wouldn't want his son playing for them. All reports are indicating that AD doesn't want to go to Boston, uh, yet the Pelicans are saying that they, they're they eyeing Jason Tatum, and that's really the asset they would want to get out of this deal. And to be honest, I, I can't really blame them. They like, I Ingram, Lonzo, and Kuzma are interesting young assets that could maybe turn into something. But if you just look at what they are now, it's they're just inefficient players. None of them can shoot three the three at above average clip. All three of them need the ball in their hands to be the best version of them. Uh, and they, I don't think these even make sense together. Like I would rather have, if I'm getting Lonzo and Kuzma, I don't know. I'd want a shooter. I'd I'd be pushing for Josh Hart instead of Ingram. Even though I, I think Ingram's maybe a better overall asset, but Ingram. He's, you know, he's got two years left of his rookie deal. You're going to have to pay him sooner rather than later, where Lonzo and Kuzma, he's still got a few years. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, it's very perplexing. I don't think the deal is going to get done. And, um, I mean, I'm taking whatever, see. I'm taking whatever offer the, if I'm the Lakers, I'm taking any offer the Pelicans will accept. And if I can get him now, I'm willing to pay that premium even. Um, but a lot of it, yeah, it seems like they want the the Pelicans are eyeing Tatum more and more, and I just don't know if even if you're the Celtics, do you make that move? Do you make that move if AD doesn't want to sign there? Based on yeah, those reports, and <laughs> it'd be pretty ironic if. The, the Isaiah Thomas trade ends up coming back to bite them in that way. If the guy they've been coveting to try to basically accumulate all these assets to get won't go there because you scorned Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it could happen. It's I mean, he said that. And it they leaked the teams today. So yeah. if I'm Boston, I'm really... Depends what you're giving up, but I'm... Puts Boston in a bit of a pickle. I I just it all depends if the Pelicans are willing to take. I would be doing pretty much anything to get rid of Gordon Hayward at this point. So if you could trade Gordon Hayward for Anthony Davis plus any combination of players outside of Kyrie Irving that they want, I would probably do it. Um. Although, like, uh. You know, if they if New Orleans just like so, if you're Boston, let's say Anthony Davis is interested in resigning. If the Pelicans say Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, future first in the Memphis pick, would you do it? Yeah, <laughs> you're not. No, you're not going to get an offer from either of that. Wouldn't like if, if the Pelicans wanted that, they should. You should say yes if yeah, with the promise yeah that AD would sign with you. But 
Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah, I said unless it's LeBron, Steph, James Harden, Giannis, Katie. Like there's there's maybe six, seven names uh, that I'm not I'm not including in a trade for him, but because I want him to play with that guy. But outside of that, no, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move him. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd name your price essentially. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. The only other big piece from last week, speaking of Boston, was uh, Kyrie was asked about re-signing and said... I don't owe you they, shit. I don't owe anybody's <laughs> shit. Well, he said, you should ask me on uh, ask July, me July 1st. One. And uh, when asked about loyalty to Boston, and if he thought he owed something <laughs> to the organization, he said, I don't owe them shit. Uh, I mean, do you do you think that Kyrie's still going to re-sign with Boston? Because I still do. I, I'm... Like with all of his talk in preseason, with the commercial for Nike, like I just, I don't, I don't see him having a better basketball situation than this. But then again, like maybe he just wants to go and play with one of his one of his friends. Yeah, and he goes to New York. Yeah, the two thing. If I could have put money on like Kyrie changing his mind from that, like. The comments he made during that fan day or whatever of like, well, if y'all sign back, if y'all have me, like, knew he would come. Somebody would change. It did. Happened to be after a phone call with LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, yeah, he could have decided there. I think it's great. I, <laughs> it's, and it's coming after the KP trade too, just was pure, like, perfection for. Just everything. Um, you know, NBA Twitter went from like breaking down this K, uh, KP trade, then the Kyrie stuff, to then like by Friday afternoon having a long talk if like we should be able to make fun of Rudy Gobert for crying or not. Um, oh my God. It is, yeah, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know why he made the comments back in like this August or whatever, but he did. Now he's going back. And yeah, I don't think he should. He owes anyone but uh, him himself and f- flat Mother Earth. Uh, you know what? Uh, where he's gonna go? I think I'm fine with it. And I, 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 him being in play to possibly go to a different team is better for everyone. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, it's gonna be a wild summer. I'm already looking forward to it, but. Uh, any shout-outs before we call nah, the day? I'm going to save my shout-outs for Thursday. Okay. The only uh, the only shout, the negative shout I had, which you already hit on, was just how brutal Super Bowl was yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that was terrible. But uh, we, we unfortunately lost a bunch of money on that. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to bet Super Bowl props. Uh, when no one scores touchdowns, or I should say, it's hard to win Super Bowl props when you only score touchdowns. But uh, anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Short pod today. We'll be back later this week. Uh, check us out at the point forward uh, NBA at gmail.com, Stitcher, on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.